Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Loose Cannons are on the air. What are we doing? What are you doing? Steve Hartman, wrong. Mike Costa. Mike Costa. I was so I, I, instead of going on the air and mistakenly calling Stan Musial the Splendid Splinter, I asked Steve. I knew it was, but I just wasn't sure. Okay, so there. And then the 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 on extra thirteen sixty Fox Sports San Diego. Two. It's just so cruel. <laughs> it is so cruel. It's so cannons. mean. <laughs> An extra 1360 Fox Sports. Say it again. 1350 in the to IE. Talk to you <laughs> in any form imaginable. Lordy, I know it's tough. <laughs> I know it's. Tough. Yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not easy. I, I get that. Cohesive. You know, I, I try. I I try to reel it in every once in a while. I really do. <laughs> every once in a while, I get this. Stop. Just stop. You, I've heard just, those conversations just before. Stop. Will you just stop. Stop. stop? Okay, it's impossible. And I try. I try to slow down. I, I can't stop and slow down a little mm-hmm. bit. But uh, that being said, we still have so many things to do. By the way, we're getting an insane amount of reaction <laughs> to the John Spanos interview. Some of the things he had to say. We'll get to some of that out there on social media. Uh, the fight for LA is just. You know, this fight for L.A. thing could not have worked out any better for us. Seriously. Why? I, what were they thinking? I, I just don't understand. Well, right there is the crux of the matter. They weren't thinking, Steve. What you needed to do is quietly go into L.A. Just win football games. Just win some games. That's it. And then you become, you know how you become cool when somebody discovers you? By the way, have you checked out that team? They're playing down at, they're a good, they're a good football team. Word of mouth. That's that's the cool way, right? Or, it's or, like cool bands. Cool <sighs> bands didn't come out and just say, hey, we're great. And you're like, no. It's always that word of mouth. Word of mouth. Just come out. And when you're asked about moving to LA, say, well, mm-hmm. you know what? The Rams were here for a hell of a lot longer before they left. Mm-hmm. We know the Raider fans that are here. We just got to come up here and, and win football games. If they win, they'll be discovered. That's all they had to Everything do. Everything else is garbage. Oh. All right. It's that time. Four. <laughs> Four at four is brought to you by Sombrero Mexican Food, serving the freshest San Diego style Mexican food. That's right. Get in right now. Get your Fiesta meal fixed. It's back $6.99. Get your choice of a tostada or taco, junior bean and cheese burrito, chip salsa, 22 ounce drink. Check them out, sombreromex.com. By the way, getting back to my attire on this show. Yeah. Uh, Ace said, hey, Hartman, billionaire Mark Zuckerberg uh, is a minimalist. He wears the same T-shirt every single day, doesn't he? Well, and I believe it was Einstein who had the same amount or had the same set of clothes for every day of the week so he didn't have to waste Mm. valuable brain power on deciding what I'm going to wear. Thank you. So did the guy who, uh, the actor who played the fly in the movie The Fly? Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Oh, the actor in the movie, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah that's right. Brendel, seven Seth su- Brendel. Seven suits. Seven suits. Seven suits. Yeah, the problem is... But then he became s- a fly. Yeah. <laughs> Except he smelled like a dung heap. <laughs> then so. he only wore one suit. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, and how did that end for him? Suits. That's right. All right. Dead. All good examples until the fly example. But again... <laughs> Ernie, Ernie thinks out of step with everybody. Yeah. So what you're saying, Ernie, is that if Steve does it, he then has to spit on his food and digest it before he can eat it. By the way, well, just for the record, the Ernie's had the same bowl of food sitting next to him for like three weeks, and the chopsticks sit in it, and he never actually eats any of it. Well, he's waiting for it to ferment. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like I know kimchi. Oh. I'm not sure what's in that bowl, but every time I look at it, the chips chopsticks are just sitting there, and there's some- the same position same spot every day when we were in china yeah. a couple places had fermented tofu mm. on a stick yeah and it 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 looks like your sink sponge <laughs> after three weeks yeah and these people are just mowing it down it, and it, it's like a dead carcass on a stick mm-hmm. and, and those people all live to be like 120 it's amazing Doing something right man all right uh, it's that time Number four. What has he done for you lately? Is Paul Abdul? No. It's Janet Jackson. Oh, Janet. Sorry, Paula. What's next? Voting a preseason national champion? Boy, when we were putting the four at four together, Hartman almost blew a gasket when he started talking about this story. Well... I, first of all, I've never understood, in 1950, the, the AP, the Associated Press, started the first college football poll in 1936. But in 1950, they decided to put out their first ever preseason poll. I don't get the preseason poll. The preseason poll makes no sense. In other words, really, your preseason poll is last year's final poll. Yeah, again, we're reminding you, these guys played great last year. Right. <laughs> And so I I don't understand that. But today, the Associated Press, for the first time ever, they've actually done this in basketball, for the first time ever in football, have a preseason All-American team. Hmm. I mean, do you put that on your resume that I was a preseason All-American? I'm sure people will. I'm sure they will. Now, they had a first and second team. And remind me again, who won the Heisman Trophy last year? That was Lamar, Lamar Jackson, Jackson, the Louisville sure. quarterback. Right. Second team quarterback. Well, his play has obviously dropped off in one offseason, so <laughs> I can see where he gets demoted. First team All-American <laughs> quarterback preseason, Sam Darnold of USC. Catch that interview today with Mark and Rich at SportsSD.com. So, Sam, great quarterback, but again... All these players, and they do a full team here. I mean, guards, tackles, centers, all-purpose guys, kickers, punters, offense, defense, first team, second team. They got all these players. None of these guys have played a single game. Why Why do it? I, they do it in basketball, though. They have done it, but they didn't. You know what they do in basketball? They just have the top five vote getters. This was a much more – because in that thing, they, the AP in college basketball actually has votes – but what they do in college football, and AP's always done this, is they have a committee mm-hmm. that sits down together. And I like that. I think it's very legit when they do the All-American teams. But preseason All-America, I don't – who? What, what does this even mean? Well, especially in a sport like football – I mean, or, do they have a preseason all-pro team in the NFL? <laughs> do they have I mean, a, who's the preseason national champion? Yeah. What? 
Why? I mean, well, just to go along with your, your your point here with the basketball in 2011, Harrison Barnes was named first f- a freshman, and he had not even, played, even played a game, a game yet. yet in yeah, college. he was coming out of high school, and he was named first team All American. Which, by the way, he was never an All American uh, in in college. So, anyway, take it for what it's worth. But I just found it ridiculous. Number three. But if this ever changing world in which we live in Well, Paul McCartney and Wings on a Tuesday. Hope you guys are having a good Tuesday afternoon. Big giveaway coming up in an hour. Good afternoon. Favorite Who cares if the NFL dies? Boy, Eric Winston, NFLPA. You talk about stepping in it, man. Or, or <laughs> being able to insert both feet into your mouth. So Eric Winston is the NFLPA president. He plays with the Bengals. He's been in the uh, in the league for 12 years. And he was asked about the potential because Maurice, Morris Smith had put it out there that the lockout's you know, coming. We're going to have a, a lock. Well, yeah. it's not a lockout. That's an owner's lock. They're going to have strike. a strike. Yeah. All right. And so they're asking Eric Winston whether or not a strike could jeopardize the future of the league. I mean, if you if you strike, you're sort of killing the golden goose. And his answer was, I don't care if this league's around in 20 years. I won't be playing. Oh. And the looking around this room, nobody here will be playing. Why do we care if it dies? I'll have my money. Oh. I'm good. So this is the kind of representation you get from the players. And then he was asked, why do you think it is? Because you remember there was a lockout in 2011. That was a lockout by the owners to redo the collective bargaining agreement. And everyone seemed to side with the owners and not the players. And this is where he really stepped in it. Eric Winston says, yeah, all these fans think like they own us. Like somehow they're the general managers of our team. They act like they have a stake in the team. Like this is like their fantasy football stuff, whatever they do there. That somehow they they control us. He goes, we're just like the coal miners fighting uh, for wages, hours, yeah. and benefits. All yeah. of a sudden, Soccer City is looking pretty enticing. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Ernie. Dude. So when, when he says fans, he goes, you need to look at us like coal miners. You know, fighting for wages. I don't know if coal miners and NFL players are getting similar wages. What do you think? Oh, my Lord. Are, are, I realize an NFL job is risky, certainly. But are you... How about a coal miner's job? Yeah, I, I remember that long? time those football yeah. players are trapped in that yeah, mine exactly. for a week and mm-hmm. a half. Dude, don't... Listen, NFL players, don't start going after the fans. They are the lifeblood of the NFL. Are you telling me you're going to run out into a stadium... We're no fans, and you're going to play the football game just because you love football. He's no. at the stuff up. The Chargers will, yeah. Well, okay, I kind of blew up in my face a little bit, but you know what I'm saying. I, I can tell you from my, I can tell you from my own personal experience during that uh, strike in 1987 when I was working for the Silver and Black, I was really angry at the players. First of all, I had so much extra work to do that I didn't want to do because we had all these replacement players. I had to come up with a media guide in four days. Who are you again? But I know. I mean, but I mean. Well, I, I can remember players. When, I have to understand. There, there, there's a certain thought here that if you are lucky enough, good God. to be given the God-given ability to play professional sports, and you have this ability to make millions and millions of dollars, you are not 
going to get the majority of fans on your side. No way. They don't think about the owners in the same respect as they do the players. Not the guy who's working or the or the woman who's working two or three jobs just to keep the lights on. Thank you. And is and is saving to buy your stupid jersey because her kid is such a huge fan. You want to slap him in the face that way? And then to say, like, I don't care. We're not going to be playing in, in 20 years. It goes back to the players today not taking care of the guys who came before them, the giants whose shoulders they're walking on that en- enables them to make all this money now. Well said. Number two. We're all alone, no chaperone. Let's it's time for fans to behave. I'm telling you. Behave, yes. Or behave, as you say. Mind your manners. Behave. So Be a I good ne- person. I never knew this until I saw this story. So Major League Baseball is announcing that in 2018... There is going to be a code of conduct universal at all major league ballparks. And if you violate it, not only will you be escorted from the premises, you could be banned forever from attending games in that stadium or any major league ballpark. That's the part I see a hard time enforcing. Like if I get tossed from a game and you're Costa, you are banned for life. How easy would it be to get back into the game? I don't know. I should test him, and it's like, (laughs) (laughs) that's a good sneak by us. I carry that bag out. Sniper towers now around the (laughs) (laughs) baseball stadium. They're using that technology on the borders. Yeah, yeah. Scan your face. They have that technology now, Costa. You want to test them out? I kind of do. Okay. So here's what you do. The next time you're at the game, you know, chuck one of your big bowls of nachos onto the field to hit a player. Oh, where'd that come from? There he is right there. Well, the Chargers. Sir, you have to uh, leave. (laughs) Never enter a Major League Baseball game again. Well, the Chargers were going to do this by not allowing fans to sell their tickets. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. They try to do that. And how that happened. How that worked. Great. They haven't been able to use it yet. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, so by the way, the NFL, NHL, and the NBA all have rules similar to what Major League Baseball is already putting yeah, in. Yeah, the NHL is you can't use profane language or make any sort of pro, uh, profane gestures at other fans or the, the players on the ice. Right. NBA, I think, has a cursing, or if you're doing that, you can be removed from the Well, you remember what happened arenas. to Charles Oakley. Yeah. <laughs> So what happened there? Get yeah. him out of here. <laughs> wow. That was still an all-timer. That was an all-timer. So anyway, not that Padre fans, Padre fans are very mellow. Not a problem here in San Diego. But this had to do with that Adam Jones situation in Boston. Oh, God. Well, yeah, if someone's dropping end, end bombs at a player, yeah. you throw, throw them out of the stadium, but throw them off the highest level and let them land on their head. Number one. This is Rod. Yeah. Crazy stories about him, I'll tell you. <laughs> the, tur- 
strikes the Chargers. Wow. Now, you know, we don't want to get a visit from the Turk. You never do. Well, the Turk visited the Turk. (laughs) I think the Turk turked himself. Here's one of the great success stories in Chargers history. Max Turk, (laughs) uh, third-round pick out of USC. Remember, he was damaged goods when they drafted him. Yeah, a little injury bug. Uh, Last year, he played exactly zero games. Zero games for the Chargers. Zero point zero. And he will be playing zero games at least the first four weeks. Gets busted for PED use. Yeah, he uh, is nailed, suspended, uh, violating the league's policy on performance-enhancing substances. Has come out with the obligatory, well, I bought something over-the-counter, and I've opened myself to this. I will learn from my lesson, yada, yada, yada. All right, this is what we know as the Telesco third-round curse. Good God. We'll go. Let's go back to Keenan Allen. All right, so here are the third-round picks for Tom Telesco. It started in 2013 when he had – at least for the first year, the best third-round pick perhaps uh, since Dan Fouts. As far as the Chargers yes. are concerned, uh, he was should have been Offensive Rookie of the Year, finished second in the voting. Then the next year was a down year, and then he seemed to be on a record pace his third year, missed half the season with injury, and then last year, of course, first game of the year, out for the year. Then the second third-round pick, Chris Watt, Oof. is no longer a Charger. Uh, he's he was, no longer in football. He was drafted to be the future Nick Hardwick. Yes. That was the idea that Chris Watt was going to be the next center for the next uh, decade. The next year, Craig Mager. Remember that pick? We were on the air for that one uh, when they plucked out. In fact, we did the first interview with Mager. We were about to right. leave. And then they they snuck in with that Mager pick, and we were scrambling. Mager, Mager, like, who Mager, is Mager, Craig who, who, Mager? Who Mager? Out of Texas State, he has certainly made his mark. Anybody? Bueller. <laughs> and then Max Turk was last year's third round pick, so he's out. This year's third round pick, Dan Feeney. All we can say to him is, "Beware, Dan." <laughs> Don't walk <laughs> under that ladder, Dan. You had a great career at Indiana. Uh, I think Rich said a few weeks ago, it's almost like a Final Destination movie because they're all being pegged <laughs> off in the order they were drafted. It is. it is a Final Destination movie. So, Dan Feeney, beware. Somebody texted in earlier today that right now, Extra 1360 has more centers than the Chargers do. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Good life. <laughs> You know, again, you you can't babysit them all the time. You can only tell them, be careful, uh, read the label, you know, mind your P's and Q's. But to have this happen with Max Turk, an SC guy, up there in L.A. as they're fighting for number two, just add uh, whatever you want to the the Spanos clown car. Speaking of the fight for number two, we mentioned we'll get to uh, your calls, your online response throughout the show. Eddie wanted to weigh in on the fight for number two in L.A. Eddie, how are you today? Good, guys. So I have, uh, in the last hour, Steve used the three magic words that should be the Chargers slogan. Rather than fight for L.A., the slogan should be we're number two, as in a hot, <laughs> steaming Spanos. Mm-hmm. I got a fashion tip for you guys. One silver sock and one black sock. Wow. One silver sock, one black sock. Let me let you in on something, Eddie. That's what Costa does every single day. Betcha. Mm-hmm. You bet you're, you know what I do. 
By the way, I am going to ask you, it's since you moved into your new estate. Right. Your, you, all your Raider stuff was sort of locked into the attic. For years. I had plans. Have you, have you, have you put out like a, a Raider room? Well, my son has graciously given me a shelf in his game room. Right. Uh, except I have a lot more stuff that than that what fits on one shelf. So I'm in constant negotiations with him and trying to get more space. But it's slowly starting to make its way. I mean, you have all the stuff, cost. I know. I, I know. mean, you would think because he's a big collector. He's a collector guy, right? It's a Raider museum. And so, and so you know, when you go, you like, where is all this stuff? Yeah. And you're like, well, it's in the attic. I'm yeah. like, why is it in the attic? But my, now you have... You, you, I got the space. I mean, don't you want to put it out there? I do. I really do. But it, again, it's a it's an ongoing, very slow negotiating process. I mean, it's not good when you have like a little kid around. No, no, no. We're past I've had that. Some, I had some collector oh, friends yeah. suddenly have kids and it's like... Oh, smash. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Gone. No, I've got I've got so much great stuff, yeah. and, and, and I have some of it out. Mm. So if I can get another shelf... The collection will grow for the public. Do you have a Doug Fotts interview on your Hall of Fame ball? <laughs> no. Oh, on the ball? Yeah. The autograph? Yeah, Doug oh, yeah. Fotts. Uh, I, we got him uh, when we were at the Super Bowl in San Francisco. That is right. Yes. Remember that? That's right. You had not. That was amazing to me that, that you I had hadn't gotten him. Doug yet. Yeah. And I and Marshall Falk, who lives around the corner from me, right? I could just walk down to his house. I had to wait till we were out the golf tournament this past spring, and you go, "Hey, Marshall, by the way," and he was mm. good about it too. All right, uh, by the way, uh, mentioning Hall of Famers like uh, Dan Fouts, oh, great yeah. Charger Hall of Famer. Of course, LT going into the Hall of Fame this year. Could another Charger be headed to the Hall of Fame? We're going to tell you what Bolt legend might be sniffing Canton after this. Warmberger with you coming up tomorrow on the Mark and Rich Show right at noon. We'll be joined by San Diego State great Ryan Lindley. We'll talk about the Aztecs' upcoming season on Extra 1360 Fox Sports San Diego. All right, roll along with you on this Tuesday. Uh, again, Aztec. we'll talk a little Aztec football with uh, junior linebacker Ron Lee Laka Laka. Uh, it's 5-10 tonight, coming up at 5-10. All right, 5-10. Uh, we're going to get to this uh future Charger Hall of Fame story, but we have breaking news right now. We mentioned it earlier, and the deal apparently is done. The Cleveland Cavaliers have traded Kyrie Irving to the Celtics for Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, Ante Zizic, and the 2018 Nets pick that the Celtics have. So again, they're getting Isaiah Thomas, who was second in the NBA in scoring this year, Jay Crowder, who is a fan favorite in Boston, 
Ante Zizic, that's the seven-footer that they drafted a year ago, the yeah. Celtics, and the 2018 Nets pick that the Celtics had acquired all for Kyrie Irving. So, you know, Kyrie put it out. There's still a lot of questions on how that even leaked out. Because remember, Kyrie Irving has two years remaining on his contract. Not one year, mm -hmm. two years remaining on his contract. Well, he goes public saying he doesn't want to play in the shadow anymore of a guy like LeBron James. But LeBron James could be leaving at the end of next season. Exactly. So for Cleveland... Well, and, and if you're Boston, why do you help strengthen the Cavaliers? Well... You know, when you, you're giving up guys like Thomas and Crowder. That's pretty good players. Jeez. And, and Zizic is a seven-foot center. He's a 19-year-old or 20-year-old Croatian. Well, here here's another angle for Cleveland. Does this trade keep LeBron? Keep LeBron. That, to me, is a much bigger story. Ooh. I mean, look, LeBron is about winning championships. And I know Laker fans have this vision that he's going to walk away because he has a house in L.A. and he's just going to show up at the Lakers. But to me, it's still about winning championships. He, he's been a little frustrated. So yes. at least now he has a year to play with Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder. Right, and this see is... See if Zizic is going to be a, a serviceable seven-foot player. And and I think this year gives LeBron... I think this move here... Because a lot of people said LeBron was going to play 2017-2018 with a foot out the door, with his eyes on uh, Los Angeles. I think this kind of brings him back to the fold a little bit, shows them, hey, we're serious about winning another championship with you this year. But I think that relationship with their owner, uh, Dan Gilbert, is so fractured that LeBron is like, yeah, peace out, I'm done. Now, remember, Kyrie Irving also had mentioned the fact that he sort of wanted to be the guy. Now, if you look at Isaiah Thomas's numbers last year, again, he was second in the league in scoring. So he ran that Boston team. They had some nice supporting pieces around him. Of course, now they have Gordon Hayward in Boston. Yeah. So... It's going to be interesting to see how Kyrie Irving is used in Boston. What plans Brad Stevens has for him? Is he going to let him run the show? And if he does run the show, how's that going to look? Is it going to be like Russell Westbrook in Oklahoma City? Is it going to be like James Harden in Houston, where you have like a one-man show piling up obscene numbers, uh. and it results in a first or second round loss in the playoffs? I mean, if you're Boston, you got to the Eastern Conference Finals. Your next step is to get to the finals and maybe win a championship. Can you do that with Kyrie Irving? And I think Kyrie is going to find out the proverbial, the grass is not always greener on the other side of the fence. All right. So we're going to continue to monitor the story. But uh, again, the breaking news, the Cavaliers have traded Kyrie Irving to the Celtics for Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, Ante Zizic, and a 2018 Nets pick uh, that the Celtics held. I mean, and that could be a nice pick. I mean, yeah. I mean, the Nets aren't exactly lighting it up. If Brooklyn has a bad year, uh, that could be a very attractive pick. So the Cleveland gets quite a bit for Kyrie Irving, and the deal is done with their main competition in the Eastern Conference. Oh. Boy, is that rare? Well, you talk about a season in which we get to enjoy Lonzo Ball's rookie campaign here on the West Coast. And now you get to watch Boston and Cleveland go head to head. I mean, this would be sort of like, you know, the, the Spurs trading Kawhi Leonard for <laughs> Steph Curry or something like that. I mean, right. who does this? I mean, the crazy stuff going on in the NBA. I, I want to mention this Hall of Fame uh, thing, Costa, because this week, 
Thursday, the Seniors Committee will announce two finalists for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. If there's one Charger, former Charger, that should be on the list, it's Walt Sweeney. I mean, you can talk oh, wow. about Doug Wilkerson, Ed White, obviously. Walt Sweeney played in either, nine straight either AFL All-Star games or Pro Bowls. Uh, but, you know, Ed White, Doug Wilkerson, you know, there, there's some names out there with uh, oh, big all Charger connections. Yeah, and all completely deserving. You know, Ed, well, Dan Fouts thanks Ed White in his Hall of Fame Correct. acceptance speech. Right. Doug and Ed, pivotal pieces of Air Coriel. And then you mentioned what, you know, the tenure of Walt Sweeney. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, they'll have two finalists this year for the uh, seniors candidate. There's a lot of names being thrown out there. Ken Anderson is one uh, who's out there, the former Bengals quarterback. Obviously, Jerry Kramer. Oh, God, God bless Jerry. I mean, how many times do I have to see Jerry walking around at a Super Bowl looking for someone to making talk his case. to? Making his case. Uh, but so that will be Thursday. And then on Friday, they're going to announce the one contributor candidate. Remember, they're rotating one, two, one, two uh, over the last uh, couple of years. And there's a there's a growing groundswell that that one contributor candidate, because Jerry Jones got in this year, Eddie DeBartolo got in the year before that, that they're going to get back to like those general managers. And there seems to be three names that are being floated out there. Gil Brandt. Oh, obviously deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. It's almost like he created the NFL. Draft. Yeah, no kidding. George Young, the late great general manager of the New York Giants. His resume stacks up at the best. But a lot of people saying the man with the inside track is Bobby Bether. A man that had seven teams get to Super Bowl. Seven. Well, you, okay, and this is something you dropped on me when we were getting ready for the show. He was a scout he started out as a scout with the Kansas City Chiefs. When they won Super Bowl four. No, when they no. went to Super Bowl one. Oh, went to okay, sorry. Went then to he Super joined Bowl the one. Dolphins organization where he was director of player personnel when they won back-to-back -back Super Bowls. Then obviously became the general manager of the Redskins. And how they do under his tenure? The first two Super Bowls were his. Right. And of course, three Super Bowls they played yeah. in, but they they won two. And then he came to San Diego and, you know, in five years. Took a team going nowhere and got him to the Super Bowl. And, it, it, you know, and I look at I look towards the end of his career with the Chargers. Well, that's that's what everyone's looking at. And you know, continually giving up that number one overall, taking a reach on someone like there were how many drafts did we have with the Chargers where you're like, who he would trade he would trade oh. a future number one for a second. Brian Still, Jermaine Fazand. I mean, I mean, guys, you're like, who the hell is this? When he got to the Redskins, he hired Joe Gibbs, yeah. one of the greatest hires ever. I mean, he was a no-name offensive assistant for Don Coriel in San Diego, and Beathard tabbed him, and he went to the Hall of Fame. Then he came to San Diego, and he hired Bobby Ross, another phenomenal hire yep. to turn the Chargers around. But by his own admission, we talked to him just a few months back, then he hired Kevin Gilbright. <laughs> Which he admits was one of the worst hires ever. Biggest and then, of course, jerk who's ever been a head coach in San Diego. And then he made the Ryan Leaf trade to move up. Well, so it, so does, <sighs> does a career get wiped out no. on what you do over the last couple of years? It, let me, I'll say this. It maybe makes it harder 
for him to get in. But when you're you're talking about that 70s Dolphins team, yeah, as dominant as there's ever been in the NFL, and then you look at what the Redskins were, and how many of those Redskins players that he brought to that team are now in the Hall of Fame? A lot of them. I mean, so, no question. And the guy that he hired as a coach, Joe right. Gibbs, is in the Hall of Fame. So I think that I think his resume alone. Pre the Michael Ricks of the world, uh, <laughs> you know, those guys. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. I think he's safe to go win. And by the way, he's still surfing. Yep. Still surfing. Lives even in North though, Carolina. Even though you listen to her, we're like, how are you surfing still? I mean, I, but he says he still loves coming back to San Diego. For the body surfing championship. Has yeah. his own wave pool in North Carolina. So, so uh, let's be on Friday. Yeah. Friday's the day they're going to announce the contributor candidate for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It could well be former general manager of the San Diego Chargers, San Diego Chargers, San Diego Chargers. Bobby Bether. And you know what he would, if getting into the Hall of Fame, his acceptance speech, you know he'd say something like, <laughs> I always knew Dean Spanos was an idiot, but man, this move to L.A., uh, uh, my God, this is the biggest mistake ever. That would be unbelievable, wouldn't it? Think, uh, do you think Dean Spanos would show up for Bobby Bethard's Hall of Fame induction ceremony? You think there'll be any representation from the Spanos family? They brought him in. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they got to the Super Bowl with Bobby Beathard as the general manager. It depends on how the fight for L.A. is going at that point. All right. So, speaking of the Chargers, we have been doing you a service. Leading up to the start of the NFL season, we said if you're not going to be a Charger fan anymore, you've completely scratched them off your list, but you still want to root for a team in the NFL, we've been giving you a daily rundown of every team in this league, not name the Chargers, and why you should be their fan. This is going to be an interesting sell. Forget the Chargers. We're going to tell you why the team you should root for is the Jacksonville Jaguars, or is that soon to be the San Diego Jaguars? Even more reason to. Coming up next. Tomorrow morning on Hardwick and Richards, Sam Munson from Pro Football Focus tells us which star quarterback is in trouble for the regular season. We've got Bill Burr tickets to give away. Complaint department at 745. We get started at 6 a.m. on Extra 1360 Fox Sports San Diego. Loose cannons on this Tuesday. Again, the one big breaking story today, the Cleveland Cavaliers have traded Kyrie Irving to the Celtics for Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, Ante Zizic, and a 2018 Nets pick that belonged to Boston. So big blockbuster trade uh, in the NBA. Is this going to sway LeBron to stay in Cleveland? How's that going to change the whole dynamic in Boston now that they have Gordon Hayward with Kyrie Irving? Is he going to be a different player in Boston than he was in Cleveland? Uh, really interesting. You don't get trades like this very often. You no. really don't. But when you got your guy coming out and saying, yeah, I don't want to play anymore in LeBron's shadow. Mm -hmm. The die is kind of cast. Well, but you're thinking because you sort of lose your leverage, right? 
if, if everyone knows that you're trying to trade the guy, but what makes him attractive to the Celtics is he has two years left on his contract. It's not like a Paul George thing where he's going to walk away after one year. So uh, we'll see how that all plays out. All right. Uh, throughout this uh, countdown to the start of the NFL regular season, we've been thinking about some of the displaced Charger fans here in San Diego. Poor kids. Those that say... Under no circumstance will I ever, can I ever be a Los Angeles Charger fan, but I love the NFL. I need another team to root for. One team that has an interesting tie to San Diego is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Scott Sherman. Thank you. This is the longest trip ever to Jacksonville. We asked Scott Sherman, what would happen if the Chargers left? He goes, I'll be on the next flight to Jacksonville. So there is this assumption that the Jaguars are not long for Jacksonville. And maybe, just maybe, San Diego would be a destination for the Jaguars organization. They, whenever the, the discussion on European NFL mm-hmm. and, and Goodell, that's one of, he wants that one of the cornerstones of his legacy is getting the NFL in Europe full time. The Jaguars have always been the team because of Shad Khan, their owner, who has, you know, has holdings over in uh, London and England, that they're the team that would go. They were they were the team that, you know, they're in Jacksonville, whatever, we'd move them to London. Yeah, and it's not that hard to be a Jaguars fan because they've won the same number of Super Bowls as have the Chargers. That's a great point. That would be the big zero. Zero point zero. So what would it like to be a Jaguars fan? Here's a little taste. What you gonna do? Hey, you, what you gonna do? When the Jags come with you, them Jags coming for you. Yo, you take your Jags, here they come. You now under center, sends Keenan in motion from the near to the far side. He'll take the snap and drop back to throw. Pressure coming, he's jumping out to the near side. Pump action, cuts across the 50, breaks a tackle at the 45, he's at the 40. Mark Cornell running to the far sideline, turns the corner, 35-30. Down to the 25, an inside move, leaping for the 21. 10, 5, Cornell leaps, touchdown, Jacksonville. Gerard steps up, fires, Mike Sims Walker, knocked down. Here's the handoff to Taylor, looking for some cutback. He finds some room, look at Fred go. He's across the 30, look at him run. Fred's going. He's at the 50, the 40. They won't stop in 30, 20, 10, 5, touchdown. 80 yards, Fred Taylor. You gotta love it. Keenan McCardell was always open. Just ask Mark Brunel. Was a little bit of a me guy, but you know what? A lot of offensive skill players, particularly receivers, are me guys. Turns, lost it downfield, looking for Keenan in the end zone. Keenan leaps, makes the catch. Touchdown, Jacksonville. McCarter and Smith were an almost unstoppable duo during their six seasons together. 
both wanting the ball and both willing to do whatever it took for their team to win. Looking for Jimmy in the end zone. Touchdown, Jaguars! Touchdown, Jaguars! Touchdown, Jaguars! He's got time, and it's intercepted! Mathis, he's got it! He's going back the other way at the 40-yard line. Looking for a block, he's got it! Rasheen down the sideline! 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! If you wanted to pull a mold of what a left tackle should look like, Vassella would be it. Hands down, he is the best offensive lineman uh, that I had an opportunity to play with. Again, he loved his job, and he just loved dominating his uh, opponent. I know taking the field knowing that uh, number 71 was on the field, not only with me, but with the entire team, we were better. He made his teammates better around him. You know, it's interesting when you look at the Jaguars, when they started, I mean, they came roaring out of the box. Remember their second year in the league, second year of existence. They upset the Broncos in Denver and got to the conference championship game as a second year expansion team. Then three years later, they were 14 and two, but lost the conference championship game at home to the Titans. So Tom Coughlin got them rolling four straight playoff appearances I mean, you remember Keenan McCardell? Oh, sure. Future Charger. Jimmy Smith was their great uh, Pro Bowl wide receiver. Obviously, Mark Burnell. Tony Baselli was the best offensive tackle in football. Fred Taylor. In, in, in San Diego's own Russell Allen out of Vista High School, San Diego State, played a number of years with the, so uh, the Jaguars as well. Start. Then yeah. Del Rio came in, and they had some success. Uh, but the last six years, six oh. straight years, double-digit losses. Gus Bradley, he was a disaster as a head coach. Whatever happened to him? Well, that's uh. right. The Chargers <laughs> hired him as their new defensive coordinator. And now they have quarterback problems. You know, Blake, uh, uh, Blake Marone. Blake looked two years ago. He looked like he was a breakout guy. But Marone said after the second preseason game, listen, this quarterback's job is up for, for grabs. You can see Chad Henney starting the season at QB for the Jags. All right. I just love their owner. <laughs> he looks like Super Mario really and Ron does. Jeremy had a baby. <laughs> Ron Jeremy. <laughs> Bottom line is, you oh. can jump on the Jaguars bandwagon before they even come to Plenty San Diego. Of room. Huh? No kidding. They're, before they come to San Diego, start in now and suddenly introduce yourself to the now Jacksonville Jaguars, perhaps the future San Diego Jaguars. All right, it is time to qualify someone for the cannon shot of the day. A drum roll, please. This out. Cannon shot came up. It's a tweet from Greg1MB. Ha ha, a member of the Spanos family has the nerve to mention earning something. What have those trust fund boys ever earned? Oof. Is it considered a win in the fight for L.A. if the Chargers come in second? We're going to tell you about a hotly contested race going on right now. And also, Aztec junior linebacker, Ron Lee Laka Laka, talking about 2017. That's all coming up next. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus